Welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 3 of Family Ties. This episode is titled The Freshman and the Senior, and it originally aired on October 9th, 1986. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Phil, how are you? I'm doing much better. Yay! I know, we had to take a kind of an impromptu uh, day off. So. Yes, yeah, so an ear infection and some antibiotics later, and I'm back on my feet. Back in the saddle again. That's Gene Autry. Do you know cowboy things? I mean, a little bit. I've been to the Gene Autry Museum in L.A. Oh, okay. So, nice. You know, enough. Have you ever been to our local um, Oak House restaurant here in town? I have been there, like, twice. So I sat at the Gene Autry booth today. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heidi and I had a little uh, breakfast date, and so we went over there, and um, uh, we sat at the booth that said Gene, and then, did you know that he used to own a sports ball team? I did not know that. Yeah, Gene Autry was the owner of a baseball team, and if you had to guess, who would you think it was? Well, since I've never heard of the Triggers, I'm going to (laughs) guess, I don't know, did he own the Dodgers? Nope. Close. Padres? Nope. You're missing it. The San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> no, that's football. Oh, dang. <laughs> Get a little bit closer to home. Maybe in Anaheim. Oh, the Angels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He owned the Angels, and then uh, he sold it to Disney right after uh, he was done with them. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I did not fun know facts that. about Gene Autry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a fun fact about this show, Keith. Oh, Please lay it on sort me. Sort of a fun fact slash correction, actually. Oh, so as you what know, I mess up. no, that's nothing you messed up. As you know, we've been discussing how we're approaching episode one hundred. Yes, I thought, well, you know, we're getting close. I'm going to like double check the count. I was off by an episode. This episode right now is episode ninety nine that we're recording at this moment. What? Yes, we're at episode ninety nine. Ninety nine. That's incredible. So the next episode we do is our 100th episode. So what are we going to do? Are we going to do anything special? I think we should do something special. And I haven't figured it out yet because I just discovered this like right before we started doing this recording here. So I don't know. I haven't fully formulated a plan yet. But I believe the next episode will be some form of something special. Okay. All right. Extra special because it's 100. I love extra special. Now that's not counting... When I did reruns a couple of times where I reposted with new content some older episodes. So, right. No, that's good. 100 unique yeah. episodes. Or, well, next one will be 100. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, season five, episode four is really where it's all going to come together for episode 100. It is. Well, or we may do something outside of the regular episode. I don't know. Oh. One way or another, okay. our next one is going to be special. Extra special. Well, I heard. That it's always a very special episode. It always is. Everyone is a very special episode. (laughs) Every one of them. Every single one. (laughs) Well, dear listeners, if you have any ideas of what we should do for the 100th episode, please, you could email us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and let us know your bright ideas. We'd love to hear them. 
Oh, I do love that. A bright idea is awesome. I like that as well. Or they can actually go to our Facebook page. Uh, Alex P. Keaton is my friend and join our group. A group for the friends of Alex P. Keaton That is my friend. That is a great idea and a fairly accurate representation of the name of the group. You're, you're improving. <laughs> I'm starting to get closer to it, man. I am circling that target. <laughs> I think by the time we hit episode seven, I mean, uh, season seven, episode uh, 22, I'm going to nail it. All right. That's good. It'll be perfect by then. Speaking of the right, group, 100%. did you post your cool picture from this week? No. So I had an opportunity to go out and see The Lion King at the Pantages Theater in L.A. Cool. on Saturday. And we got there a little bit earlier than my brother-in-law and his kids. And so we were just kind of wandering around looking at the stars. And, um, you know, I never realized it before because I probably haven't really paid attention to the stars in many, many years now. But each one of the stars would have the name, and then it has like a little symbol for whatever they're famous for, right, right. whatever they got their star for. And uh, so we saw a bunch of the these uh, microphones, and so we were just checking it out. And we're looking, and like we found all the Beatles, and we're just we're walking along, and there's Pat Benatar, and you know just some fun names, and and I see Billy Vera, and I'm like, what? And Heidi goes. Who's Billy Vera? And I go, Heidi. Oh. Billy Vera sang the, the song for... Um, um, Alex and Ellen. Yes. Alex and Ellen. I said it was a hit song. That's right. And uh, we, we've heard it like four times. At This Moment by Billy Vera and the Beaters. Yep. So it didn't list the Beaters on there, just, just Billy, Billy Vera. Vera. Okay. Well, that so makes sense. I immediately had to take a photo with it, and I showed it to you, and I will definitely post that now. That is good. So that way everybody else can see it as well. I have a picture to post in the group this week as well, which I will definitely have by the time this episode goes up. I pulled out some records, because last time we were talking about Alex uh, is talking about his records, his headbanging records, and he pulled out his touch typing record. Oh, yeah. I told you, oh, I have that stuff. Well, I pulled it out to prove it because it's one thing to say about all these weird records, but I have my uh, touch typing record. I have my uh, learn to be a an air traffic controller record, and I have my learn how to play baseball well record. <laughs> I feel like you really need to like record just a little bit of each one of those records and post that as well, because that would be a super fun video. All right, I, I will do that. I will put that before this episode goes live. I will make sure it's in there. So when you're listening to this, you can go over to the group and you can find these little videos. I'll do that. I cannot wait to hear what it's like to learn how to be an air traffic controller on a record. Well, Stan the Man's uh, hit record is what it's called, the baseball one. Stan the Man's hit record because you learn how to hit the baseball. Uh huh. Uh -huh. What better way to learn how to swing a bat than to listen to it on a record? (laughs) I feel like you're already halfway there when you listen to the record. If you can hit a baseball by listening to it, like imagine like what advantages you'll have over the people who have to look at it too. Oh, yeah. Rookies. That's a rookie mistake. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's going to be a lot of fun things in our group this next uh, few days. Yes, there is. It's going to be great. Excellent. You should all join us. Definitely. And give us your recommendation for episode 100. Yeah, we want to hear about that because I- I've got some ideas like burbling up there. That's a word. Okay. So, burbling, yeah. yeah. So when I'm done burbling, I'll, I'll let you know. But I, it just started burbling right before the episode, so I got to finish burbling it. All right. Well, good luck on on your burble. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> I like to I like to speak them out loud. I like a good verbal burble. <laughs> now, do you uh, associate it with a color by chance? Uh, yes, um, vermilion. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a purple verbal burble. Oh, uh, it could be. It could be. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Vermilion, though, that's much better. <laughs> that one really rolls off the tongue. It does. Vermilion verbal burble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Sha-la-la-la. You know, I think it would be funny if you told us about this episode tonight. I would love to because this was a fantastic episode and we finally got more Mallory. Yes. We got to learn more about Grant College and what kind of work uh, takes place there. It was so good. This was a belly laughing episode for me. Like, super funny. Oh. It was so good, but it was a little cringy at one point, too. And I have to admit, I I didn't see it going the way it did. Mm, yes. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So we open up in the kitchen. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> with Alex, Andy, and Jennifer. And Alex is quizzing Andy on animals and tax-deferred bonds, which Andy already had locked in. Like, he's got it <laughs> under control. And Jennifer had mentioned how she was proud of him for getting that figured out, and Alex told her that, you know, he's way more advanced than she was, because she was still working on simple compounded interest <laughs> at, at that same age. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, simple interest. Simple, yes. Yeah, just simple interest. But, yeah, so Andy is already a prodigy. At that point, Stephen comes in and he's talking about uh, how he had just left his lawyer's office and his lawyer recommended that now that uh, they're a little bit older, that he and Elise should probably start to work on a will. And that's when we find out that Elise is at a uh, conference. And so she's going to be gone this episode because she's gone for the week. And I thought, boy, we haven't had a missing Elise episode since she was pregnant and giving birth. I'm a little worried, though, because the last time she was at an architecture convention, this time she's in New York. Fortunately, yeah. last time it was in, like, I think Atlantic City or something. Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, we opened, like, season three. When she had went on a gambling spree. So what kind of trouble is she going to get herself into New York without the family there to rescue her? Right? Oh, man. Hopefully there's no gambling in New York. Hopefully so. I think I think she's probably safe. Wasn't it, like, all the movies in the 80s, like, where they would always, like, show, like, street people and they were playing, like, three-card Monty. Yeah. And- that's true. Like dice and all that stuff. That That is where she's going to fall into some trouble there. I mean, we'll have to see. We'll follow this up in the next episode and see if it pays off. Well, hopefully Johnny Five will help her, hopefully. you know, because he's really good at that kind of stuff. And he's alive, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's an 80s uh, reference for you. <laughs> it's a good good. Deep Don't cut. short circuit your brain. <laughs> Input. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good movie. We were going to show that to the girls, and then uh, I started watching it, and I thought, nope, not yet. Yeah, it's not yet. Definitely would have been a PG 13 now. Yes, yeah. In, in a pretty uh, pretty bad PG 13. Yeah. There's quite a bit of language in yeah, that pretty is. early on. Oh, the 80s were a different time. <laughs> yes, they were. Yes, they were. Well, so Steven's talking about the will, and of course, Alex perks up his ears, and he's volunteering to help his dad work on that will, and he said, what better time than now, when mom's gone, for us to figure this out, and so he pretty much cancels his plans throughout the entire episode to do nothing but spend time helping Steven with that will. 
So thankfully, you know, they'll get that all squared away. <laughs> so Mallory comes in uh, as Alex and Stephen are working on the will and talking about it. And she's got an older lady named Margaret in tow. And it turns out that uh, in the sociology class that she's taking, they've, they've partnered the students up together. And Margaret is a student. She's a 66-year-old student, and uh, that's uh, Mallory's partner now. And their topic is a little cringy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> their topic is sex and the college student. Mallory's not too pleased about talking with her about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Although, could you imagine talking to just some random 66-year-old person about that in the first place? No, that's, that seems very uncomfortable. Yeah, and... What college, including Grant College, where they give away free steak, <laughs> would that be the topic that they would want you to discuss and write a paper on? I don't know. Especially, like, in a freshman class, that seems like maybe, I don't know, advanced. And that's, is that sociology? I guess I don't know what sociology is. I didn't take any sociology classes. Well, it's the study of civilization, I think, isn't it? I would have thought so, but I don't know. I don't know. Or human. I mean, the yeah. study of humankind. Human relationships, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I took sociology, and it was a good class, but I don't remember much about it anymore. You didn't have to do this you know, paper, It was a though. few minutes ago. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, I mean, that would be weird to be partnered up with anybody else to have to talk about that kind of stuff, yeah. I think. But let alone, like, you know, Mallory's, what, 17, 18, and now all of a sudden she's got a 66-year-old partner? Right. I can understand her being awkward. So Mallory's getting some snacks together, and uh, Stephen, of course, puts his foot in his mouth when he's uh, talking about how it's wonderful that somebody of her age is, you know, going back to college, <laughs> and he commends her on it. And, and then uh, it turns out that he says, "Well, I mean, you know, your your height, you know, it's good to see smaller people going to college." And of course, you know, Margaret has to take a dig at old Alex there because so. she's taller than he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And when he goes up on his tiptoes to walk out of the room. Oh, that was some good stuff. That's a party. <laughs> but uh, so she sends Margaret out to the living room where they're going to work on this. And uh, so they're going to brainstorm and kind of figure out what they're going to write their paper on. And turns out they're going to uh, write like a questionnaire that they're going to distribute to students throughout the campus. And the questions were pretty cringy, too. You know, like, when did you lose your virginity? And, you know, how often would you say you are active? And... I mean, just really cringy stuff. Yeah, So very. <laughs> Mallory, you can tell, is number one. She was not super excited about her partner. She kind of wanted another person named, uh, what was her name, Holly Parker? Holly Parker, yes, you got it. Yeah, so she was looking for somebody who's the uh, kind of the queen of the sociology realm there, <laughs> even though she's failing every class and probably won't be around much longer. <laughs> And then to be p partnered with, you know, obviously an older person with an uncomfortable topic, it's kind of too much for Mallory. So we'll uh, wait and see what happens with her. <laughs> Meanwhile, we go back to the will and Alex is all over Stephen to make sure he's getting it correct. You know, he's drawn up some some sample forms and, you know, he <laughs> didn't take any shortcuts. You know, he wanted to make sure that Stephen was filling out the long forms because he doesn't <laughs> want to to cut short the process here. <laughs> I love that he just has tax and legal forms like on hand in his room just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, let me go get this form out of my room. I hope I, I don't have the, the short form. You know, I hope I have the long one. <laughs> but he's got them in his bedroom. Oh, that's when Alex is at his best. Yes. 
uh, we flash over back to Mallory and Margaret, and and uh, Margaret's, you know, she wants to spend all day, every day, working on the project. She wants to do all-nighters. She wants to get a pizza, because that's what the kids do, <laughs> and she wants to stay up all night, and she wants to work on it on Saturday, and Mallory's like, you know, I, I don't want to think on Saturdays. I try not to think on, on the weekends. And so they pretty much have decided they're going to work on this again come Monday, and so Margaret leaves, and in comes Skippy. Yes. And it turns out Skippy's got the same class. And he also still has a rat tail. So yeah, he's sticking with <laughs> he that. hasn't gotten rid of that thing yet. <laughs> turns out he's still uh, looking for the cheese. <laughs> but Mallory and Skippy kind of go back and forth a little bit, and she finally convinces Skippy that they're going to trade partners because he got partnered with Holly Parker. You know, So she finally says that she'll she'll start treating him like everybody else does and not be mean to him anymore. And uh, he said, that's too much. You know, you, you got me. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll, do, I'll it. do what you want. <laughs> so he they switch partners. Then Steven st- comes in, and he's talking to Skippy, and he calls him Skipper. Skipper. Did you hear? Yes, Skipper. Has anybody ever called him Skipper before? Well, he gets called Skipper twice in this episode. I wrote them both down because I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, it's possible we've heard it before, but I didn't. It sounded new to me too. I was just like, wait, what? And then I rewinded it just to. Well, (laughs) I went back 15 seconds. (laughs) And is rewinding even a thing anymore? Uh, Sure, I'm gonna say it is. Well, thank you. As an owner of a VCR, (laughs) still, it definitely is for me. Okay, good. I'm sure multiple VCRs, right? Uh, but I mean, would you consider two multiple? I think I only have two still. Well, I, I think that's more than one, so I'm going to go with yes. Uh, okay, well then yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, considering I have zero and most people that I know have zero. <laughs> All right, well, two. I would say two is multiple. <laughs> well... Skippy comes in and he says he tells Mallory that uh, Margaret has quit the class. And so now Mallory starts to feel bad because she's pretty sure the reason Margaret quit is because they switched partners. And, you know, she she's pretty sure that Mallory gave her the cold shoulder. And so she's bailing out. So Mallory ends up going over to Margaret's house, which uh, is an apartment. And Margaret is doing like some sort of a painting or something at the at the table. Right. <laughs> Maybe she was painting the new Keaton portrait, you know, for season uh, six. That's whose hands were painting all this time. We never knew. Oh, Margaret. Wow, that was a good catch. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, But uh, they have a really uncomfortable chat. And this is where it got really cringy because Mallory quasi apologized and margaret's like no you know you want me to tell you it's all going to be fine it's not fine you really hurt me and you hurt my feelings and you know you were really mean and she's like man i'm just an older woman i made a decision to try to go back to school to better myself and you know i'm looking for a friend and somebody to kind of help me and you just bailed on me and you know threw me over to skippy here and so i think it kind of got mallory and she was she was taken aback you could see yeah and she wasn't prepared for Margaret to be so, uh, you know, excited about the whole thing and and not be kind and not be able to solve the problem there. One of the great things in the performance of that scene, too, I don't know if you caught this, that she's, like, really going at her, like, you know, it's very, like, intense, like, upset with her, so much so that she talks over Mallory's lines and interrupts her and cuts her off. And yes. Mallory kind of, like, you know 
doubles back and repeats her line again and says, but like they kept it in there because it was so intense and her just driving. There's a couple times where she did that. She's a really good actress where she would just get passionate and kind of make mistakes, but she just make it a part of her performance. And it was very, it was very compelling. Yeah, it really was. And I feel like that's really like how people would have that kind of an interaction. Yeah. It wasn't just taking turns, but, having nice words to say. It was it was it was very aggressive. Yeah. So then Mallory ends up kind of slinking out of the you know, she asked her to come back to school. Margaret says no, and then Mallory just kind of slinks out the door and you know, Margaret puts her glasses back on and uh she, you know, cause she can't see without them. Right. You know, she forgot them one day and she couldn't take notes because she couldn't see the page. <laughs> And I actually sympathized with Margaret a little bit on that because, uh, you know, my glasses are kind of a pain in the neck, too, now yeah. at my age. I, I know. <laughs> it becomes less and less fun to have glasses when you really can't see anything without them. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm to the point now, like, if I'm trying to see something close, I got, I, I either have to hold my hand out because the, my phone's too close, or I got to take my glasses off yeah. so I can see something close to me. I know. Oh, I hate being and old. And I don't want to get bifocals. I feel like that's just admitting that I'm old. Well, so last time I went to my eye doctor, he told me I needed it. And I told him that he was really not very nice and that I didn't think I was going to see him anymore. And he laughed at me. I've been, been seeing the same guy for like, you know, 10, 15 years right. now. So, And he laughed and he's like, no, that's the age you're at. And he goes, trust me, I know I'm a couple years older and I got mine. And I'm like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I don't want them. So <laughs> I don't want them. Turns out now I need them. Yeah. Because it's really inconvenient when you got to take your glasses off all the time. Yep. And Heidi makes fun of me. And I said, well, you're no good anymore. Chanel does the same me. thing to me. When I lift up my oh. glasses and look on her, she's like, you're doing the old man glasses thing again. I'm like, I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> right? What do you want from me? <laughs> Don't make me go Margaret on you. <laughs> well, Mallory leaves. She goes home. And uh, we end up with uh, Alex and Steven again. And Alex is just grilling Steven about a oh gosh well, I wrote it down because it was kind of a weird a jade it was necklace some sort of a necklace yeah jade it was a jade necklace and so Stephen's like well I'm not going to take it off your aunt's neck you know she's in a nursing home and I'm kind of afraid she'll hit me <laughs> and Ethel <laughs> yeah and Ethel and and Alex is like well Dad I'm just trying to make sure you get what's yours and he goes it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, that was Grandma Keaton's. So he wants his dad to get his fair share. That's so right. that way Alex can get that share after. <laughs> so as he, they're talking about that, Mallory walks in and, and Stephen kind of walks out. And so she's talking to Alex about Margaret. And she's like, man, you know, I really need to talk to somebody who can help me through this. You know, somebody who's a little more sensitive. And he's like, oh, you know. And she's like, where's mom? Can I get a hold of her? And he's like, no, you know, she's at this conference. She can't get a phone call. So he gives her this beautiful, heartfelt, meaningful, like, talk. And then he tells her that uh, mom prepared him, wrote some notes for him to have a sensitive conversation in case dad wasn't available. <laughs> and he checks I his thought, notes man. and he's like, oh, wait, did I say this part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It actually got Mallory there for a second. Oh, and did you notice he called her M Mally? Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of new We had all names. kinds of weird, goofy names. Yep. Mally or Mailey? No, I think I, he called her I Mally. I think it was right? Mally, yeah. He's like, Mal, but, Mallory, uh, Mally. Yeah. So, pretty conveniently at that time, there's a knock at the back door, and it's Margaret. And 
she was not wearing the same clothes she was wearing earlier, so I, she was pretty fast at changing clothes. And Well, she had a hot date. Well, <laughs> she did. We learned that the date's sitting in the car outside, so she's got to keep it brief, but... Uh, you know, she didn't put herself in Mallory's shoes. She was too busy, you know, being in her own and projecting all that on somebody else. And so they end up having a, a kind of a heart to heart. They end up apologizing to each other and they kind of work it out. And so she's going to come back to school. She's going to come back to the class, but she's going to keep Skippy as her partner. She said she was going to work with Skippy because it turned out that, uh, that he was kind of out of place just like she is. So, yeah. And it turns out that's her hot date. So she turns around and leaves. And, you know, Skippy's like, come on, we got reservations at 730. <laughs> and we get a freeze frame. And she says, I'll be right there, Skipper. She also called him Skipper. She did. She called him Skipper. I'm like, no, Skipper's like Barbie's little sister from the <laughs> Barbie dolls. Or the bossy uh, captain oh. of Gilligan's ship. Turns out if you hit somebody in the head with a coconut, they uh, forget everything. Amnesia. <laughs> it's true. I've seen I wonder it. how many kids hit other kids with things just to see if they could create amnesia in, in uh, their friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's oh, basically here's a big heavy what rock. we were taught as kids. That that's how it works. And, oh, and yeah. then if you hit him again, then it comes back. <laughs> right? Everything's good again. <laughs> uh, what a beautiful time uh. it was. So we get the end of the episode. We get uh, their, Margaret's coming back to school. We get a happy Mallory. And, uh, you know, she kind of got put in her place a little bit. But she was also able to get Margaret to think about uh, her position. So that was good. Yes, it was. It was. They both had growth by the end of the episode. And that's what it's all about. It is. Well, you know, they're, they're at college. That's what you do, man. You learn, you grow. That's right. Even at Grant College. <laughs> yeah. Well, you learn, you grow, and sometimes it's because you're eating your free steak. <laughs> what did Alex say at some point when they were talking about, like, I don't know, Andy or Jennifer going to Grant College? And he's like, no, we've already sacrificed one of our own to Grant College. <laughs> <laughs> to the god of fake colleges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, I wrote that one down because uh, that made me laugh hard. Sha la la la. So, I don't you never went to Crafton, did you? No, I mean I've physically been there. I've uh like on field trips with the kids and stuff, but I didn't actually attend it ever. So, I, when I graduated high school, I went to Crafton, which is our local community college. Right. And you know, you get the mix of of people. I remember a couple of people and I had one guy in class, he was kind of on the same path I was, I guess, you know, just taking kind of all the prereqs, but then keeping more of the bent towards the English uh, side of things, right. you know, literature and English. And so I had him in numerous classes and he was an older guy, you know, he had a ponytail and, but he was probably in his forties, maybe even a little older fifties back then. And I thought, man, that's pretty cool that he's going. <laughs> and so it just was very reminiscent to me of the, you know, for this episode with Margaret and right. Mallory and, you know, and then all these you know, older people that were at my college, too, when I was growing up or when I was going to the, the community college. Well, it also yeah. reminded me of Rodney Dangerfield when he went back to school with his son and taught him the triple Indy in the diving contest. Yeah, that sounds like things. Have you never seen Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? No, no, I haven't. Are you kidding me? That's like one of the greatest comedies of all time. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Pull up, your, no. pull up your document. Add this to the list here, Keith. <laughs> 
Oh, where is that? Uh, <laughs> movies from Phil. Okay, here yeah, we go. <laughs> back to school. Uh-huh. It's, it's Rodney Dangerfield. It's fantastic. It's got Robert Downey Jr. in a young Robert Downey Jr. in it. He's like the weird roommate. Okay. It's it's fantastic. He goes back to school. He winds up falling in love with one of the teachers. He's, you know, his son, of course, is embarrassed because he's... You know, Rodney Dangerfield at college with him. And he was like a diving, like uh, on the diving team when he was in you know, like high school or whatever. And he really wants his son to be on the diving team, but then he's not very good at it. And he teaches him how to do the most difficult, dangerous dive of all, the triple Lindy. And that's like a big like plot point in the in the movie. Okay, all right. Well, it's on my list now. So it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. But I uh, I recently wrote a screenplay. I think I probably mentioned on here that was like my present I gave to Janelle, and I mm-hmm. make direct reference to Back to School in the screenplay and like a quote from it even because it's that good of a movie. Oh wow! Okay. So I mean, I just assumed everyone had seen that. What? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> All right. Just when you think it's safe, turns out, no, there's me. That's the second Rodney Dangerfield movie on your list, by the way, because, of course, he's in Caddyshack as well. So we need to get your you up to speed on Dangerfield, I think. I think I've seen most of Caddyshack. I've never seen Caddyshack 2. Well, I mean, that's that's a whole other beast. One yeah. worth visiting, but it's different. <laughs> so I did realize, and I'll, hopefully, you know, well, you didn't watch the Super Bowl, but there was a commercial, and it had, uh, like, a bunch of people golfing, and I'm not sure exactly what the commercial was for anymore, to be honest, but it had, like, Serena Williams and a couple other celebrities and stuff, and uh-huh. and there was, um, you know, one of the guys was, like, putting, and it goes real close to the hole, and there was a character like the Bill Murray character in Caddyshack, that was kind of muttering about, you know, something. Right. And he opened... Oh, it was for beer. It was a beer commercial. That makes sense. And he opened a beer, and then the ball went in the hole, and I was like, oh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. But it was like a Bill Murray character where he was kind of off to the side, nobody's really talking to him, and he kind of did a muttery, mm. like, oh, you know, yeah, that sounds like... That's right. Yeah. Okay. See? Uh, so you've got yeah. like, the pop culture references there. You just got to fill in the pieces. Right? Man, I can't imagine my life after I get uh, some of these movies under my I belt. Know. It's going to open up all new territories. I will say this, though. Of the two, like, Back to School is the better movie. Oh, okay. For me, anyway. I think it's funnier. It's it's really good. Isn't there another one where somebody older goes back to school and... Oh, yeah. It's definitely been done before, but this is the best of them. I mean, you've got Billy Madison, but that's, like, different because he's... Like, going back no, to school as, like, you know, he has to go to kindergarten and stuff. Isn't there, like, a Dustin Hoffman movie or something where he goes back to school? Probably, but I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. I mean, there's yeah. The Graduate, but that's a very different type of plot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not that one, then. I don't know. <laughs> it probably isn't. Sha-la-la-la! Speaking of actors... That are good. We should talk about the guest star in this episode. Yes. (laughs) That was a pretty smooth transition, if I do say so myself. Just like whip butter. So smooth. Well, we only had one guest star in this episode. Margaret, played by an actor named Julie Harris. And, I mean, I noticed just watching the episode that 
like I said, she was just very had very passionate presentation and was not like your typical sitcom actress. And oh, so she was from a soap. Far beyond that. Oh, she was a theater person. She is a, a five-time Tony Award winner, which is for theater acting, like on Broadway. Yes, yes. She also won three Emmys, a Grammy, oh, and she was nominated for an Academy Award, but did not get it. Oh, so she, she almost so had an EGOT. an EGOT. She is five times five. What? Emmy or three Emmys, five Tonys, a Grammy, and a nomination for Academy Award. Wow, that's that's a pretty prestigious guest star to have on Family Ties. I was pretty stoked to see that. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Hey, who just got the EGOT this year? I don't know. Somebody very recently, like this year, just got it, and it was kind of crazy because I think there's only like six or eight people in history or something yeah, there's like not that a lot. have it. Like last year, Jennifer Hudson got it, and this year was somebody else, and I cannot remember who. Hmm. Well, all yeah. I know is that Julie Harris was one award away from being one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Viola Davis. Okay. Uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. It's a shame they wow. don't have, like, the runner-up category. The, let's see. She would have been a... Uh, e- egged. Egged. <laughs> she didn't have the vowel in there, e- that's all. An EOT yeah. instead of an EGOT. <laughs> well, Julie Harris. Oh, no, the G is Grammy. Yeah, yeah. She just didn't have the Oscar. O. The EGT. E-G-T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's as easy as one, two, three. <laughs> EGT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's ET's little cousin, EGT. <laughs> EGT phone home. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, as you can imagine, with an awards uh, of that magnitude, she did a lot of acting, 102 acting credits throughout her career, and a lot of stuff, just some highlights here. She was in the classic comedy with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn, House Sitter. Okay. And Sinbad. I'm sure you've seen this Sin- one. Oh, Sinbad. No. 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 Well, that's a great one, too. Yeah. House sitter, house, yeah, where uh, he's out and she comes and uh, like is the house sitter and then falls in love. She's not supposed to be there and they fall in love or something. It's a rom com. It's funny. It's good stuff. Okay. She was in Gorillas in the Mist. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, that was the uh, Jane Goodall story. That's right. They say that if you're a hairy guy, that every time you take a shower, there's gorillas in the mist, and I I can confirm. <laughs> That that is a, that is an accurate statement. So I think that's where the the title came from. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind next time I uh, think about you know going in the shower. That's good. Well, I had to think about it every time I take a shower. So <laughs> <laughs> right, only when you come out and see yourself in the mirror. Yep. I'm like, oh, there it is. Where's uh, <laughs> Where's Sigourney Weaver when I need her? <laughs> exactly. Because I think she was Jane Goodall oh, in that. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. (laughs) Let's see. She was also in... This was like... So you mentioned soap opera. She actually did do soap opera as well. She was on Knott's Landing, and she did 165 episodes of Knott's Landing. So she was a regular on that. So, I mean, she's all over the place. That was the big one that was out uh, the same time, like, Dallas and stuff was out, right? Didn't they have kind of both of those going at the same time? Yeah, she was on it from 1980 to 1987, so... That, okay. Right in the, that same window. Primetime, nighttime dramas. Yeah. We, gotcha. Okay. She also did a lot of like guest star stuff on like Love Boat and Columbo, et cetera, et cetera. 
She has a, a few, though, a few movies that I have to mention as well, like older things. She did okay. uh, the original movie of The Haunting. I mean, they did a remake of it, but the original was really, really good. If you like kind of 1950s like horror movies, real good stuff. Okay. She did East of Eden, which is one of the few movies with, uh, gosh, I can't think of his name, Rebel Without a Cause. James Dean. James Dean, yes. The book, East of Eden, John Steinbeck. John Steinbeck, yes. She was in that. Yeah. She was in a movie called Harper, which is with Paul Newman. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. Fantastic. No. This is one of my favorites from that era. It was actually written by William Goldman, who did The Princess Bride, amongst many other things. And he's like one of my favorite authors and screenwriters. It's a fantastic movie. Very underrated. Kind of goes under the radar. But highly recommended if you're interested in something that William Goldman wrote that people might not have seen before. Paul Newman and Harper. Yeah, nice. That sounds fun. And finally, on top of Gorillas in the Mist, she was also in a TV movie called Garrison's Gorillas. So, that's a lot of Gorillas movies. Yeah. Garrison's Gorillas. However, this was her only appearance on Family Ties. What? I guess. Oh, so she and Skippy don't make it work. I guess it's not happening. Skippy's got to move on. Get another partner. Oh, poor Skippy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we learned that he's gone through four. You know, he's the Bermuda Triangle of uh, project partners. That's right. (laughs) Well, she was one of those victims. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. R.I.P. Margaret. (laughs) At least he got a hot date. And hopefully she didn't uh, ask him about uh, stuff for the project. (laughs) Yeah, that's got to be an even more awkward conversation. (laughs) Thankfully, we didn't have that She's all... (laughs) She's all, hey, Skippy. (laughs) Let me ask you some questions. (laughs) So awkward. Sha-la-la-la. Any jokes or bits that we uh, need to go over here? The Will hotline number that you gave me when Stephen (laughs) was talking to Alex about, you know, the Will. And Alex is asking if he's done it. He's like, well, you know, I know. Uh, You gave me the Will hotline number. And I thought, well, thankfully, (laughs) that's not a real thing. And then there was something that uh, they were talking about having difficult conversations with your aunt about your sex (laughs) life. And Skippy says... We don't have to, but we do it because we enjoy it. Yeah, Mallory says, you don't have to discuss birth control in Virginia with your aunt. And he's like, we don't have to. We do it because we enjoy it. (laughs) No, that if I had been drinking a drink at that moment, I definitely would have done a spit take because I totally busted up with that one. Was Alex eating like an apple or something? And you just saw his face, you know, because they flashed over to Alex. He totally almost like, (laughs) (laughs) He's barely holding it back. And I was laughing so hard. Fantastic. <laughs> Steven's face was so priceless, though. Skippy, Mark Price's delivery, his timing is just so perfect. And it's so deadpan oh. that, like, it just it, it kills me every time. I love it. I mean, he's so perfectly in character when he does it, yeah. too. Fantastic. Phenomenal. What about you? Anything that I didn't already mention previously? Well, you did. You were pretty thorough there, but there are a few things I did want to point out. First of all... I loved when she when Mallory was talking about Holly Parker. She said that she's a snob. She doesn't talk to you unless she has to. <laughs> and I just love the idea that that's who Mallory really wants to be around is someone who she would describe as a snob because that means she's the coolest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that Andy gave Alex power of attorney to to decide the will for his portion <laughs> of the will. And the way that he, like, he wrote, like, the sample will for Steven, and it gave him, like, power to, like, distribute all of the all of the money to the other kids. 
And then yeah, as he saw Steven's it. like totally like, uh, but then Alex is like, you know, you could like put conditions on it so that someone would have to do specific things that you declare in order to get the money. And Al- Steven's like, I'm not going to do that, Alex. And he goes, you can make it so Mallory doesn't get a penny if she marries Nick. And he's like, that's already in there. Oh, <laughs> we haven't seen Nick in a long no, time. Not this whole season. And it's been a while. Yeah. I wonder if he was. Was he already filming the spinoff show, maybe? It's possible, because it was like later on this year that it came out. So it's, it could be that he took some time to work on that. I don't know. Hmm. Just a couple of other observations. I loved that the food, Al, or Mallory's like, oh, I'm going to get you some food. Go you know, make yourself at home to Margaret. And this food she brought in was celery. I saw tomatoes and maybe some cheese slices on there. Yeah, and then like some cookies. No drinks. Nothing so to drink weird. with that. No. Well, Margaret doesn't need drink. No. She's not thirsty. No. No orange juice. No milk. Just some dry no. cheese. <laughs> oh, did you see that Mallory actually poured water out of like a, a pitcher? Uh, yeah, like or it was like a, a bottle? big plastic water bottle. Yeah, except I think it had to be glass, right? They didn't have plastic Oh, back I guess then. so. Prob- I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, it looked to me like a water bottle, but you're probably right. It was a weird looking. Yeah, I did notice that. I was shocked that she didn't drink milk or orange juice. No, I I mean, maybe they're finally moving on to other beverages. No. I mean, every once in a while they'll drink, you know, fake cola or something, but... Hmm. I also noticed that Alex has moved on. I mean, at least he seemed to be doing okay because he canceled a date with Julie Barr to go on a picnic. So... Yeah. I mean, that was just kind of casually thrown out there. So I guess he's not so hung up on it like he was, you know, in the last episode. Well, after he ate his one cornflake, maybe he came to his senses, and he's like, <laughs> all <so>. right. <laughs> well, I love the book that Alex gave to Stephen to work on his will, and it was called Burying Your Parents for Profit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't, don't, like, take this, you know, don't worry about what the title says. And Stephen's like, does this book come with a shovel? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the book is tied with the shelf tied to the shovel. It's got a really nice ribbon though. So Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, like just joke wise, the other thing that totally cracked me up. Mallory's like trying to convince Skippy to swap partners and he's like, you know I do anything for you, Mallory, especially if it involves you and me in wedded bliss. <laughs> <laughs> and she just let that roll off, like just completely ignores him and continues to take advantage of him. Poor Skippy. Poor, poor Skippy. Never a shot. No. <laughs> we find out that, you know, they uh, they broke up when they were four months old. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Margaret mentions, like, oh, I'm sorry to hear. I heard you and Skippy are engaged. Congratulations. <laughs> She's all, nope, that was broken off when we were four months old. <laughs> oh, one more great Skippy thing I forgot. When he was talking, she was, and Mallory was talking to him about how old Margaret is. And she said that she's 66 years old. And, and Skippy's like, that is old. That's nine in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I guess isn't it seven years for every one year? I think so. I think that's the. I thought it was the other way, though. Like, if a person was nine, the dog was. I mean, if a person was one, the dog was nine. Oh, yeah. So he's like opposite. Well, that makes sense. It's yeah. If you would have that backwards. Even better. <laughs> it's even a better joke. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's one of those ones that makes you think a little bit longer. That's now. right. Because I'm like, wait a minute. No, you're totally right. I didn't even think about that. Also, uh, Mallory pointed out, I thought this was interesting, discussing how old uh, that Margaret was. She said that she wrote a paper in 1940 
about whether Roosevelt would keep us out of the war. And then Mallory's like, well, did he? <laughs> Which, nope. spoiler alert, no. Um, there was a World War II, so Mallory might yes. want to look into that. Yeah. And then later we find out she's 66, which means she was 20 when she wrote the paper. And Janelle said there's no way like they should have gotten an older act- actress because she looks like way younger. And I checked, and she would have been 62 at the time of this episode. So it was pretty close. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's actually really good. Well, she was a phenomenal actress, and she delivered her lines really well, and she worked with the cast really well. Yeah, she was great. I mean, was kind of hoping we'd have her back again, but it wasn't meant to be. She had to go out there and get her EGT. <laughs> That's right. And it almost. Oh, uh, I wonder if Skippy helped. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. I don't know. I didn't actually look at what Emmys she won. Or, you know what she won the Emmys for. So many awards, I couldn't keep track of all of them. No, but suffice it to say, she won awards. Yes, and she yes, was she a did. phenomenal actress, and she did a great job on this show. She so did. that's all that matters in the long run. Sha-la-la-la. You know, the crazy thing about this episode is I almost didn't get a chance to watch it because when I set up my DVD to watch it tonight, I did not have that episode on the DVD. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? Did- I had already looked at IMDb, and so I had kind of prepared for the episode based on, you know, this episode, and then it wasn't on the DVD. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? It's in the wrong order, or it's missing, and I kind of cross-checked IMDb, Wikipedia, the uh, app the app for Paramount+, Plus, and the Family Ties wiki all have this as episode three of season five. But on, okay. on the DVD, it was missing, and it turned out they, for whatever reason, just pulled it out, and it's like in the middle of disc four of this season. So, huh. I don't know How why. How many episodes are on each disc? Uh, it, it varies, but because there's more this season. There's four discs per season. I, okay. I think there's like 30 episodes this season or something like that. Oh, wow. Or, yeah. Uh, I think you're right, actually. It's like 20, 27 episodes. Yeah, or 20, like that. Yeah. And I was looking, since I was, like, trying to figure out what order it was in, you know this episode runs all the way into, like, late August. Or this season, rather, runs all the way to late August. Really? So, very weird schedule. That is weird. Anyway, fortunately, I was able to watch it in the right order because I just put in the other disc. But Well, thank goodness you were actually paying that kind of attention. I know, because I would have shown up to us talking about the episode, and I would have been like, oh, I didn't watch the same episode <laughs> you did, so... Oopsies. We might have been recording another night when we both uh, got on the same page. Yes, <laughs> fortunately, we didn't have to do that. We learned wow. our. I learned my lesson to definitely check it. Sha-la-la-la. And speaking of learning lessons, what was the moral of this episode, Keith? You know me. I came up with something. I knew you would. So I put. I put, uh, sometimes when you step out of your comfort zone, you will reach for anything or anyone that you think will keep you from drowning, even if it's just a teenager. Ooh. Or, it's easy to judge a book by its cover, but you're unfortunately almost never right. Also good. Because they both kind of sized each other up, and then they were both wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's more or less mine. I just said... Before you judge another person, make sure you consider it from their perspective or from their shoes. Take a walk in their yeah. shoes. Because they both kind of yeah. needed to do that a little bit here. Definitely. Because Mallory probably really hurt her feelings. But then also, Margaret didn't take into account that 
Mallory's a teenager. She's got friends. She's got right. you know a job and different things to do. I mean, she's not a retired person probably at that point. So, you know, Margaret would have been right. potentially a retired person. She was probably acting a little immature herself, whether she realized it at the time or not. Yeah. So. I, I thought, you know, it was a pretty good life lesson, actually, because, I mean, how many of us go through our day and we're sizing somebody up just the way they look or where we see them or what they're doing, their actions are. And, you know, I mean, I remember being in, in college and I was sizing up that guy, you know, why he was in college and, you know, why he kept that haircut when he was obviously balding. I don't know. It's a good lesson to learn. And it was a funny it lesson is. to learn. Yeah. Well, still a little cringy, though. Uh, cringy, but funny. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and I hope I never have to go back to college and write a paper about uh, somebody else's <laughs> sex life. I hope so, too, for your yeah. sake. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can pretty much control that because I don't plan on going back to college. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan on being one of those, you know, 50-plus-year-old people going to school again. I don't know. I think I've actually think I've discussed this on the show before, but I I'm interested, like, I actually did do some community college classes after I graduated college just to further my education about specific things. I did some business classes, I did some uh, some web design classes and other stuff like that, right? Because I wanted mm-hmm. to learn those things. And I did that when I lived down in Orange County. So when I came to Ukaipa, I actually tried to do, because I wanted to continue doing some of that stuff, try to do some classes at Crafton. And I went on their website. And the website closed after 10 p.m. And I was like, I've never even heard of closing a website. What are you talking about? And for the first, like, several weeks, I kept trying to go on. And every time I thought about it, because when I do stuff, it's, like, late at night, it was always closed. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to do classes there because I can't even get on their website on time. So I guess this isn't going to work out. And I never did. Wow. Yeah. Leave that to you, Kaipa, you know? I don't know if that's still the case, but, like, they literally closed their website at 10 p.m. every I've night. I've never heard of a website closing, and especially for a college. Yeah, I, nor had I. I don't know. I don't know what the logic was, but it was a real thing for some reason. Well, I don't know that it's any better, but I do know that my son goes there, and so he interacts with it, but he's not a nighttime guy, so... You know, he's uh, he he'd probably check it at four a.m. before he would check it at uh, midnight. <laughs> right. You know. Well, so this was uh, to be fair, like thirteen years ago. So it's possible they've improved their website since then. Well, fingers crossed, but I wouldn't <laughs> hold it. Uh, I wouldn't hold it in high regard there because you lived in this city long enough to know that pretty much after nine o'clock at night, the the sidewalks roll up. Yeah. You know, they shut it down. I was not used to this. I was living in Orange County and L.A. County, and when we wanted to do something, we just went out and did it because everything was open. And oh yeah, it was it was a bit of a you know. I mean, I grew up in a small town, so I was familiar with it, but it was a little bit of a reverse culture shock to come back to that. You know. Yeah, after you've been away from home for a while, you get used to being able to go do things in yep. at nighttime. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, if you get hungry, you just go to a place and get something to eat. Right. And, you know, here, if you get hungry and it's nighttime, you better find one of the couple of uh, restaurants that's open past 10, 10 p.m. Well, Denny's isn't even here anymore, so it's... No, you guys chased it right out of town. In and out, that's always open. Well, not always, but it's open late enough anyway. So that's funny because I think they're open till I don't know, midnight or two o'clock or somewhere around on there. Right. And uh, when the kids, you know, the my son's in high school. And so whenever they finish a sports ball thing, they all go to In-N-Out because that's pretty much the only thing in town that's still, still open. open. 
Well, this episode is about to not be open anymore because we're bringing it oh. to a close. Oh, well, we got to learn a little bit more about Grant College, so that's exciting. Yeah, we did. We got to see Margaret's apartment, which we'll never see again, so it was like a one-time set. Right? Well, I wonder who's, uh, whose apartment that'll be next. Oh, I wonder if it's Nick's apartment. It could be. It definitely could be redressed for someone else's apartment, but... Yeah, although Nick's was really beat up, so they went out of their way to make Margaret's look really <laughs> nice and homey. Yeah, it definitely had a different vibe. Well, I'll have to check that next time we get into Nick's apartment to see if there's that door on the side there. And yeah. Maybe they just kind of like they make the entrance from another place, and now that's a bedroom. Because her door didn't look like a front door would typically, you know, even for an apartment building. So, Yeah, it was a, it was a hmm. unique looking space. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. Good call. Definitely, with the uh, the oatmeal uh, colored refrigerator. <laughs> Perfect eighties. I mean, because you know it would have been leftover from the seventies, probably. Because fridges lasted longer once upon a time. Don't even get me started. We paid way too much money for a fridge, and it's only about six years old, and it has LED lights inside. And so when you open one of the doors, half the lights come on, half the lights don't anymore. Yeah. And I'm like. What in the world? These are LED lights. They're supposed to last 10,000 years. Well, at the risk of sounding like an old guy who needs bifocals, they just don't make them like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> and get off my lawn. I know. <laughs> well, while you're at it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh. Well, Keith, if people wanted to get on our proverbial lawn and send us a message, let's let's remind them. Where could they do that? Well, they should email us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. They can also go to our webpage, alexpkeatonismyfriend.com, and they can uh, listen to our episodes. They can send us a, a message. They can see that I'm actually listed on the title, the header of the, the webpage. Yes. So that's exciting. The and they website. can always review us on uh, any of our uh, podcast platforms that we're on. I'm not sure what they all are, but I'm pretty sure that we're on like Apple Podcasts and maybe does Google have a podcast? Yes, Google, TuneIn, okay. we're on any, all the platforms. Are we Are we on Stitcher? Yeah, that we are. I mean, I wow. think Stitcher's still happening. I don't know, there's been a lot of fluctuation there. But as far as I know, let us know if you're listening on Stitcher, because that would be helpful. Yeah, and you know, maybe they just l grab an RSS feed out of the blue and they listen. Oh, maybe they go to archive.com and listen to us. You could definitely, I think it's archive.org, but yes. Oh, sorry, .org. Yeah, that would be. Oh, I that'd mean, be so cool. You can listen to there. I, people do. I know that there are people that listen to stuff on there. We've had uh, different people come across stuff in that way as well. So it's around. You can find. Nice. It. All right. Well, and please, uh, if you have any good ideas for our hundredth episode, anything you want to know, maybe we should do like a and ask me anything, and they can ask us a question. That is a good idea. Mm. Or maybe they want us to do like a song and dance number. You know, maybe we can do that. I don't know. Maybe or maybe not. Well, we'll keep that not in mind. <laughs> Mostly not on that one. Yes. Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear me sing. No or one dance, wants to see me so. dance. So <laughs> <laughs> you got the singing part down, though. I mean, I I can sing. I don't have like the most beautiful voice, but I can carry a tune. But I cannot nice. dance. That is not in my repertoire of skills. <laughs> So I can actually carry an iTunes. Oh, well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode. And thank you, Keith, uh, for being a fantastic co-host. 
Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Yes, we will see you all next time on another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby? Without us, Shalala. Wow. Excellent.